0: Love
1: Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees. Either express or implied regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USO. The Love Zone USO The Love Zone Zone, Zone, USO. to the Love Zone USA. This is yours truly, Mike T. On a Thursday night, July 11th, 2019. It's the summer of 2019. I'd like to welcome all of you to our show this evening. Uh, We've got, a, I think, a hot one planned for you this evening. It's uh, based on a couple of things we'll tell you about a little later. But for those of you who may have to go out for any reason, you can't listen to the show live, Well, then be sure to uh, check us out on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher.com, or um, TuneIn.com. You can check us out on any one of those platforms. And many of them have uh, a free app that you can download. Check it out on your phone. And take the show on the go, as we always say. This is the place where you can... Listen to your heart as we live, love, and learn. My name is Mike T. Again, I'll be your host until 10 p.m. And uh, we also are known for spreading love all over the world. Hope and trust that you'll stick and stay with us because we're going to be here until that time. And we've got a special guest coming in. One of our uh, relationship experts going to handle this topic tonight. And the name of the show is Is Your Relationship? Marriage built off lies and not love. Like we say, we're here to uh, let you listen to your heart. Live, love, and learn. Tonight, I think you're going to learn. We're here to educate, elevate, and I think you will be entertained. But most of all, uh, you'll be educated. We try to do this show to help people out in their love relationships, or as I say, dating because that's where it all starts, so that you learn how to vet people and um, not run into a lot of problems, which I've been hearing about more than I've wanted to lately. Oh uh, Yeah, I've been hearing about some real um, problems that uh, exist. They really do ex- exist. We're going to talk about those as well as uh, something that spurred this show tonight it was a uh, segment on facebook that my operations manager sent me denise duran thank you so much denise i think you guys should do this show over at the uh, plus size as well as uh, tgn but the uh, we're going to talk about that but the the title of the show is is your relationship marriage slash marriage built off lies not love if you know anyone that you think of that uh, this applies to, where you you know of a situation where there's some lies in it, and you naturally you don't want to get in their business. Uh, hopefully they'll find out, and for whatever reason you're not going to stick your toe in the water and let them know. Have them listen to the show. Send them a link, and uh, the link is blogtalkradio.com backslash the love zone USA. Send them that link and uh, tell them about the show. Tell them about the show tonight. Or if you were lucky enough to get it from me this evening uh, via Facebook, the link is right in your email box and just send it to a friend or someone that you know, whether it be on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. I think this show will definitely educate them as to how to vet a person. And to uh not fall into a lot of problems later on, because it's the vetting of these individuals like companies do uh with h r and not let this person get hired <laughs> with a ninety day probationary period, you should be very have very scrutinous you know ways about you that you won't allow a person into your life unless. They uh, jump through a series of hoops. I'm telling you, I normally, when probably entering a relationship, I followed so many jackasses, I can't count. (laughs) I mean, it seems like every time I get interested in a woman, she has just got out of a relationship with a jackass i mean
2: jackass
1: i don't know what that is you know i mean i might have to see a relationship expert after this show or some therapy because i i truly need it i'm always following jackasses. i'm like for once can i just follow a situation where he moves on she's ready to move on wasn't nobody's fault. They 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 just couldn't get it on, like Marvin Gaye say. And uh they, the, the person is really ready for a real relationship. But no. <laughs> I got to follow Mr. 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 jackass wrong uh, uh narcissistic abusive bullshit. I'm just going to lay it on the line tonight I, uh, Well, anyway So why don't I kick this thing off With some music right about now And right now I'm going to take you into um, <laughs> Mr. Greg Karukas This one is entitled Cruising Your House at Midnight Here on the lovezoneusa.com Here inside the Love Zone USA with yours truly, Mike T. We're going to come back with more good music. Right after this. Want to hear your music on an amazing HD quality stereo portable sound system at your next beach, pool party, barbecue, picnic? While entertaining friends and family, Well, all you need is the masterpiece portable Bluetooth F5, which plays music on a rechargeable battery for up to 15 hours. It comes with remote control, at a local radio auxilary port, plugging in your TV, CD, or any other stereo device to hear music, movies, and amazing stereo sound. USB port and of course. Streaming music via Bluetooth from your laptop, tablet, or smartphone. FM radio replaced AM radio because of stereo. HD TV replaced 2 TV due to superior high definition sound and picture quality. But by purchasing the Masterpiece Bluetooth portable amplifier, it will replace your Bluetooth speaker, which is mono and only one speaker, with the ability to connect to any two regular speakers streaming music or movies in amazing HD stereo sound with this small portable device. Get yours today. Be sure to use the coupon code by the announcer when ordering at the end of this commercial. Remember, listening to musical movies, stereo is much better than mom, and two speakers are always better than one. You got that right. Two speakers are always better than one when you're listening to music and you want it in stereo. And all you have to do when you uh, type in the word in the subject line, the coupon code is TLZ USA. That stands for the Love Zone USA. TLZ USA. Just send an email to sales at masterpiececorp.com. In the subject line, put TLZ USA. We got more good music coming up, but first I'd like to uh congratulate um, Mr. Kawhi Leonard again, not only winning the uh, NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors, he made a move over to the Clippers and is kind of finalizing you know, I guess, uh, free agency. Yeah. He, uh, pulled a quick one, no leaks. He controlled everything and also brought a, a real good player along with him. That's Mr. Um, you know, Mr. George from OKC. Yeah. Paul George. Yeah. He's going to be playing with Kawhi Leonard. Well, congratulations. And, uh, it's going to be a real good, uh, I guess parody in the NBA next year. And on that note, I'd like to uh, say hello to those people who might be rained out tonight and listening to us wherever you may be in the car, heading home in New Jersey. I'd like to say hello to all my friends in New Jersey that were heading to NJ pack tonight. I understand tonight was going to be the first night. I guess you don't get a rain date because uh, they're scheduled. They're all scheduled. So, uh, you know, we're going to be doing a show live from NJPAC. I'm going to make sure that happens before the summer is over, that I go down there and do this show on a Thursday night live. For those of you who are single out there, you better be ready. You definitely better be ready because we're going to be there. Tonight's show, well, it's entitled, Is Your Relationship Marriage Built Off Lies, Not Love? Well, We're going to find out in just a little while. I have a relationship expert, Miss Spicy Marie. She's going to be here in just a little while, around 830 or so. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to try to give you pointers on how to vet somebody so it's not built on lies. Right now, I'm going to take you into Miss Janet Jackson. Here on the Love Zone USA, this is entitled Made For You.
2: Got to Jack, I got it, stop live it for the moment,
1: And trust me, when it comes to love, there's no half-stepping on The Love Zone. USA.com.
2: A club isn't the best place to find the lovers, so the bar is where I go. Mm-hmm. Me and my friends at the table doing shots, triple farts, and then we talk slow. Grab on my waist and put that body on me. I'm coming now, follow my lead. Come, coming now, follow my lead. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with the shape of you. We push and pull like a magnet. Although my heart is falling too. I'm in love with your body. Last night you were in my room. Now my bed sheet smell like you.
3: When I need to lead the weapon against the
2: challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA.
1: Let us see with I Blame You. Yeah, well, you have nobody to blame but me for a little while anyway. Well, we're going to come in with our guest, Spicy Marty, right after these commercial words, right after this.
0: Want to generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows singles have the most money to spend and the lovezoneusa.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on internet radio they've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships dating and marriage they've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans like the temptations divorce attorney raul felder gloria allred and danny glover your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of thelovezoneusa.com. And
1: all you have to do if you want to become a sponsor is just uh, email us at sales at thelovezoneusa.com. And in the subject line, put sponsor as we are getting ready for our show right about now it's my pleasure to bring on our guest in just a minute Uh, the show is entitled is your relationship marriage built off lies not love and tonight, i have with me a relationship expert who's been featured on own network as well as vh1 uh basketball wives and uh are you there
4: i'm here how's it going
1: Oh, it's good. Good. Good to have you. Good to have you. And welcome to the Love Zone USA. Thank you.
4: Your
1: your first time on my show, and I just want to welcome you. And uh, most importantly, let our fans know a little bit about you. So why don't you tell our fans a little bit about your background and your relationship
2: expertise?
4: (laughs) Yes, I am a relationship expert and professional matchmaker. I run a company called the spicy life, which is a relationship consulting firm where we provide relationship coaching and marriage or family therapy. We do image consultations and essentially give you an online uh, dating profile makeover in hopes of transforming, not just your um, exterior, but your interior as well from a self, you know, a self love, self worth, um, emotional intelligence standpoint. And so it's a lot of coaching involved. Um, I have years of experience in the industry doing my own radio shows and giving spicy tips on relationships. But also um, I'm a certified dating coach, and I have my master's in communications from USC and my BA in communications from UC Berkeley. So uh, highly educated but highly sought after because I work with a lot of celebrity clients as well and um, really help you improve your interpersonal development. So I love that you're bringing me on the show because you're talking about some controversial topics today that I feel like a lot of couples need to know about, (laughs) singles and couples, actually.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. And in in listening to your background, uh, Mari, I uh, had a question for you. When you're taking on a client, and I think this is going to tie into our show because it's really important, I think, that people hear this. When you're taking on a client – what kind of questions do you ask to uh, vet the person to, I guess, check personality, temperament, you know, some things that Mm -hmm. the other person on the other side that's going to meet this person that you're going to uh, uh, recommend. what, What are the, what are just a few of the questions that you ask or things that you look for to see if this person is what I call quote unquote dateable?
4: Okay, (laughs) this is an excellent question because I did my entire um, master's thesis on what are the fundamental elements you need for a healthy relationship and if someone's capable of providing that. So it starts with your self-awareness and self-love, your ability to provide passion and knowing your passions, intimacy, communication, and you being capable of saying yes. If you have those five elements and they're strong, I created an entire assessment with 160 questions centered around 20 questions each for all five of those components. And if you spell it out S-P-I-C-Y, it spells spicy. So self-passion, intimacy, communication, and learning to say yes. But within there, there's a whole other layer of questions. So one of them would be, um, in order to understand if you know yourself, what's your definition of love? What family member taught you love? How do you communicate love? How do you express it? What's your love language? And then another component is, have you ever been in a healthy relationship? If so, describe that. Because based on their description, I will know, one, how they define a healthy relationship, and two, if I'm going to be the first one to introduce that to them. Because whoever I'm setting them up with or matching them with may essentially be a guinea pig of healthy relationships for them. Mm. You, does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does. And where, where I want to take that next is right into our topic, which is entitled... Is your relationship slash marriage built off lies, not love? So if we go into the lying component. I want to bring up the thing that I was uh, sent on Facebook that is really the basis for our, our, our show tonight. And I want to dig right into it right now. But let me read to our audience this, uh, I guess, a, kind of a letter that was on Facebook About a gentleman and a woman And I think it's self explanatory So I'm going to read it And then we'll dive right into it And he says My wife does not know that I know And it starts off with that title And it says I've been married for 14 years We have three kids, all boys But none of them belong to me I know this for a fact But my wife does not know that I know Let me explain Five years before I met my wife I was involved in a car accident together with two of my friends. We were traveling from Lagos to Abuja and our car skidded off the road. I was the only survivor of that accident. My friends died. I spent about 11 months of the, in the hospital that left me with a condition that says I can't have children. I gave my life to Jesus Christ and became a committed Christian after the incident. In summary, I became a pastor. In a local church in my community, five years later, I met my wife in the process. I didn't tell her about my condition because I was hopeful that God would heal me. Six years into our marriage, my wife got pregnant and had our first child. To be sure, I secretly went for DNA. And it was clear I wasn't the father. I repeated this test for all three children, and they are all not mine. I've been living with this situation for the past eight years, and I am beginning to get irritated by both the children and my wife. My wife pretends to be a good wife. She goes around preaching to young women in the church about the need to remain faithful to their partners. But she has had three children by another man or men that I don't know. I wanna confront her, but I'm confused as to how to go about it in this situation. Right now, I'm just angry, irritated by everyone in my house lately. I feel like a total stranger in my own home. What should I do? So Mari, what, what advice would you give this man and our audience with this particular situation?
4: So this is extremely troubling. Because he now is faced with having to admit to himself that he's unhappy and dissatisfied with the choices that he made, right? So what he's looking for and what it sounds like he's looking for is validation in something that he started with lies. And so my advice to him is, is he needs to now, even though it's eight years later, start being honest. After three children, he had not told her that he knows that they're not his. He hasn't even had one conversation with his wife about them not being his. I would want to know from him, why is he continuing to be deceitful? Why is he continuing to keep the truth from her about him knowing the truth, in addition to why did he start it off with not telling her originally before they got married that he couldn't have kids? And I think that part of the reason he's avoiding the conversation is because he doesn't want to admit that he can't have kids and he blames it on. Oh, well, it's because I thought God was going to heal me. And God is very capable of healing. Yes, that is true. But that is not why you lie to your partner, to your life mate. And so I have a million questions for him. I wish he was on this call right now. (laughs) 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 He needs to get his life down and, and confess everything.
1: Well, I'm not going to take sides in this matter, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Let's go into the first phase of him having this condition and then meeting a woman and then, I guess, engaging in a relationship. So, my first question would be Did you ever have a conversation of what your relationship goals were as well as hers? Somewhere during, as we say in, 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 in the life Dating uh, Then they had, in my parents' day, courting Then the engagement mm-hmm. Didn't the question ever come up of, you know What about children? What about the potential Absolutely. of children? And, and, and if there a, was a conversation about question. it Then you, the man, would know how she felt and I would presume, since she's had three, somewhere in that conversation, she would have said, "Oh, I want to have babies." <laughs> and 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 with right. your condition, did you just gloss over that, or was that was that conversation exactly. never had during dating, courting, or engagement? What kind of pastor are you, who probably counsels people to get married, and you didn't have a a conversation about both of your goals about children. I just have to start there. What what would you say to that? Uh, Yeah,
4: I'm a hundred percent. I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you about like, one of the main questions that I ask even my clients, because not everybody wants children is, do you want children? Something as simple as that, or, you know, what, what are your family values? Like, do you do you value, you know, just the partnership or do you want to grow this family? And so you're right. After the first, child that should have been a dead giveaway that this person wants kids but then to continue and continuously allow her to pop up pregnant knowing that it's not you and at no point even discussing prior to the first child but now even throughout um means that he there's some things that he's avoiding he has some type of shame that he's dealing with internally and so i'm in agreement with you that the conversation should have come up early on but in the case that he avoided it or in the case that he allowed her to assume, he probably felt like it's not a lie if I just don't answer or address it, right? If I, don't, if I don't specifically say that I can't have kids or that I can have kids, it's not a lie. I'm just going to allow her to believe that I can in the case that I get healed. And I think he convinced himself of that. And it's unfortunate because that's deceit. That's called you not being transparent. He probably felt like, well, I was being honest, I believed, but no, you were being deceitful because trans, true transparency is giving information without having to be asked about it. Thank and you. And he was not transparent with his wife.
1: Thank you. Thank you. So to me, you started it off with a lie, well, you know, but I, I still go back to, well, was you know, like you said, you're, you, you're probably working from a questionnaire and saying, do you want children? I would think at a certain age, at all ages, you would you would question that. Depending upon whether the person had children or no children, I mean, during dating, I've gotten the question. You know, I I think you get that question if you're as old as Methuselah. (laughs) You know, what is what are your feelings? I mean, people ask me all the time, "When am I going to have kids?" You
4: know, I'm like. Like strangers like once they meet my husband right. they're like when are you guys having kids I mean that is right. a common now you're not obligated to have kids however when in a part of a family the conversation should come up if you're considering starting a family with someone the conversation should have come up um, which is why I think that he was dealing with some avoidant tendencies and some shame there
1: and I can't believe that a woman who, who's having three kids now somewhere during dating courting and engagement she didn't express even what I call the pillow talk you know because I know he's a pastor but but I would have to think there was some engagement and intimacy prior to them getting married and somewhere in pillow talk the, the, you mean the kid kid conversation never never arrived so one knows how one feels about children or wanting children that doesn't want children You know, so if you started with a lie, I I mean, you know, we'll get into that a little later in the next segment or or the segment after that. But the question then comes (laughs) later on is, you know, how are you going to deal with this now that you know? And and to your point, you wait three kids and now you're irritated. You know, I don't know if you ever heard that joke about one of the comedians talking about baby's kids. You know these kids got to be really bad for you to be irritated with them, and you're acting like their father, or 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 acting like their well, I guess you're not acting like a stepdad. You're you're their father, and she's
0: He's the father. she, He's she doesn't on know the
1: birth you have this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you never said anything about the condition, so you're you're on the you're on the birth certificate. You're acting like the father and 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 these kids are acting like baby's kids or you did not give a rat's ass about them and that's the way you know they well, they're running he should around be and...
4: acting, he should be acting like the father though his, his when yes. you make a commitment to someone right and he has not addressed it he has not been uh, like honest with her he made a commitment to the marriage and so those are not his kids no and you know there's all kinds of legal you know things that go on within that but he is married to her and he is on their birth certificate and he is raising those children. So whether he biologically had them or not, even in blended families, when you marry into, you know, um, when you marry someone, that partner becomes a parent of your kids. And so right. he should be taking responsibility for them. He should be rearing them and raising them as his own, especially since he's not letting their biological father be there.
1: <laughs> We're going to get into that I mean, when we return. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely going to talk about that. You have this on your mind that there's other men that she had to have intimate relations with, and you're living with that. Uh, not after the first, not, not only after the first kid, the second kid, and the third kid. When we return, we're going to talk to Mari about that situation when we come back. But right now, I want to take you into more music. Once you guys are hanging there, I'm going to open up the phone lines in a little while. But right now, we're going to take you into a little bit of Richard Elliot. This one's entitled "Retro Boy" on the LovezoneUSA.com. <laughs> Spending the evening with you, my fans, in the love, zone, in the love zone, in the love zone. So be sure to tune in on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can't wait to see
2: you in the love zone, in the love, zone, in the love zone, in the love zone. Love suggestion. Love suggestion.
1: and we got some love suggestions for you coming up on how you can uh, avoid these lies when we come back with our guest spicy Marty, right after this the love zone you i love zone love here
2: one <laughs>
1: Love zone USA. And we are going to come back with our guests and we're going to talk about these three babies that this gentleman had with his uh, wife. (laughs) Uh, But uh, before we do that, uh, uh, Marty, I had a show once and I pulled this today just Mm -hmm. for this particular segment with a doctor. He's a specialist in um, vasectomies. He's out of New York and uh, right now, I want to play you a little bit of his background, and then we're going to talk about vasectomies, okay. where the gentleman we're talking about in this particular show uh, had a condition based off the accident. But this is a doctor who deals with specifically uh, vasectomies out of New York and is Dr. Lukul. And I just want to hear want you and our audience to hear a little bit about his background before I play something that's very pertinent to this show tonight.
3: Uh, sure. I'm I uh, I'm a urologist on faculty at, at NYU University, uh, where I'm the the director of male reproductive health. So the overwhelming majority of, of vasectomies, vasectomy reversals, things like that that go on uh, at our institution, uh, I do them. Uh, I have uh, fellowship training in infertility, so couples where the couple can't have kids and the guy has a problem, that, that's my area of specialty, Uh, It just so happens that one of the things most of us end up doing as a result is is also a vasectomy. i I probably end up doing anywhere from uh, six to ten a month on average.
1: And uh, before I play this next segment is a question I had for the doctor about another show that I did where a gentleman had a vasectomy and uh, his wife became pregnant. And uh, he didn't tell his wife he had a vasectomy and she got pregnant. Uh, I know exactly how. And this show came about because a friend of mine, you know, told me about the situation. So I had this show specifically to ask this doctor, you know, what if a guy did have a vasectomy and, you know, could he have children? And this is what the doctor said. So at what point? Would this be the ninety nine point nine percent chance that a guy having a vasectomy for two years um that a woman could come up pregnant? Is that a chance?
3: It it is a great question. And so when I when I talk to people about this procedure and I'm telling them, you know, the risks and benefits of it and, and trying to help them make a decision to do it or not to do it, I tell them that there are two types of failures. One is early, which is what we've already talked about, and the other is late. Late is much rarer. Again, the thing fails four out of 10,000 times, and it's a minority of those that are late failures, but what happens in late failures are uh, somehow the thing grows itself back together. Okay, And believe me, there, there are people studying this. There's other stuff in the human body that we're trying to get to grow back together, and we can't. And there's no reason that that any of us should have evolved the ability to reconnect this thing. You know, there's no analogous event to a vasectomy in nature in the animal kingdom that should have made any of us, you know, have a tube that can grow itself back together. But there it is. Lo and behold, you know, it does this. And so plenty of people have studied it and tried to figure out why. Now, the the only reason I tell people this, one, I want them to understand, look, it's a possibility. It's a remote possibility, but it's out there. Two, if, and I tell them the exact same thing every time, if two, three, four years goes by and your wife gets pregnant before you assume it's the mailman's kid, I want you to come in and do a semen analysis. Okay? Every now and again this happens, and you check a semen analysis, and lo and behold, there are a few sperm there. It's never great. It never looks like something that's totally normal. Uh, and and the you know, fact that this couple got pregnant is usually kind of the equivalent of the immaculate conception. It's practically a miracle, but it does happen. And the other thing about doing all of the things that are, you know, important in terms of these instructions, I, I, if somebody comes in three years later and they have a semen analysis that shows some sperm and they never did the first one after the procedure that tells me there was no sperm, then I can't know what's happened, you know. Did this thing, was it not working the whole time, uh, which is kind of a terrifying possibility, or did it work for a while and then reconnect itself? Mm-hmm. I, either way, I mean, it's kind of a moot point, but when it's, something where the thing has never worked, you know, you tell patients, look, especially guys who are active with more than one partner, you got to be worried that you could have fathered a few pregnancies, which is obviously something that nobody wants to hear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Immaculate conception. So like this guy that we're talking about in this show, he has a condition that he knows it would take God, (laughs) he says, Mm -hmm. God, (laughs) (laughs) heal
4: him
1: and this doctor confirmed after certain situations, it would have to be immaculate conception before you start right. blaming the mailman, <laughs> so right mari, my question to you is, the first baby is here why i I think you know three babies later i i for me, that's way too late, but the first baby. Don't you think it's time to have that conversation at that point? If you were waiting for God to heal you, he didn't. And guess what? Hello, we got a pacifier in the mouth. What would what, what right. you say to that after the first baby that he should have died?
4: So, and, and I would, oh my God, I would love to have a conversation with him. But what he is experiencing is, shame, regret, and fear of judgment. He's operating from a place of fear, which is why he didn't tell her to begin with. And so because he's clearly concerned about losing her and then being judged for his condition, he never tells her, right? Because he's afraid the first time, the second time, and now the third. He's now even saying, you know, that he's, he's he's not threatening to leave her. He's just saying, I'm irritated with the kids. And so... Because I know, because I've seen this before, he is not going to leave her. He's not going to leave her. I I, I actually have worked with clients that there's been infidelity in the marriage, and I can tell you whether the person is going to leave the other person or not. And usually, usually, yes, people divorce, but oftentimes, because we do love that person and we have a fear of not being able to replace that person, we stay. So he started off operating from fear, and he's continuing to operate from fear by not telling her after the first, second, and third kid. He's afraid that she's going to leave him whether and that she's going to judge him for having lied, and he doesn't want to have to deal with that. He doesn't want to have to deal with the shame from her and from the church probably. You know, the judgment of, you know, because she will spread that. I mean, she will spread that message like, oh, well, if it's out, since you want to put my business out there, I'm going to put your business out there too. So he's trying to avoid right. drama on all costs. And neither <laughs> of them are operating from a place of honesty with anyone, but most importantly, with each other. And so if they do want to rectify and at least salvage, you know, the, the rest of the years that they have together, because once again, I told you he's not going anywhere, um, she can have baby number four and he still won't go anywhere. He at least needs to have a conversation with her, letting her know and starting off saying, I am sorry for starting this marriage with a lie. But I want to let you know that I love you and I am by your side and here for you no matter what. I forgive you because he doesn't have a choice but to forgive. And she has to forgive him back if they want peace within this marriage because they're not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. She's not going. They're both going to be together with these kids. We have to keep it real.
1: Murray, Murray, my my my. Hey, let me just interject this real quick. Okay, so now he's gonna forgive her. He's he he's you know kind of admitting you know that he has a condition. And what if she is? I mean, she's didn't had this baby. She's presuming that he knows it's his. Now she is in the position of. It's an old shit moment. It's basically an old shit moment. Right. In other words, now, you know, I'm cheating and you're accusing me of cheating. But you never told. I think it, I think all hell breaks loose in the kitchen, if you ask me. I, well, you know, because now going feel
4: shame, too.
1: It's true. True. But, but, but she's
4: been feeling it nonetheless. There's no way that she's been operating with these three children not looking over her back, right? It's like the, the, the criminal, you know, that commits the crime, and now they have to, you know, now they're wondering, you know, who's looking at them, who knows, you know, there's this level of paranoia that she's been operating from. But she's almost, and I'm, and I'm sure at some point she probably felt like, gosh, she must know. But now bringing bringing it from the dark to the light, now they can start operating in it from a place of healing. And what will happen is if they don't bring it to the light, they cannot heal. And he is a pastor. she's you know, his wife within the church as well. Like, they're both active members. They need to start healing and practice forgiveness because, like I told you, crazy loves crazy okay and so both of them both of them are already experiencing bad habits and this is already a toxic relationship because it's based off of lies they're not going anywhere because toxic loves toxic so if they are going to make it healthy and healing and whole you know they need to be honest with each other and then go get help they need to get some family therapy on you know how he's going to work out his process of forgiveness and create that example for his family for the church and she needs to vice versa
1: well, I'm going to talk about time. yeah, yeah. I I agree. If that can be done, and you say you coach, so so you do relationship coaching, you know. I guess I'm getting this, I'm I'm, I'm making the assumption that you do some relationship coaching when people have problems, and then they come to you, and you're trying to avoid them going to yeah, divorce absolutely. court. Okay. So you yes. you my goal is for you
4: guys to stay together.
1: Okay. Okay. And in this, in this particular However, situation, if
4: you are, if you don't belong to, together, that that will come to light as well. Because I can't save anybody who doesn't want to be saved. It's one thing for you to be wanting, and it's another thing for you to be willing. So I can only help you as much as you are willing to be helped.
1: Well, I got another one for you that I'm going to start off okay. with. Um,
4: <laughs> I love your pauses. It's like you're taking a second and digesting it, and they're like, okay, and I'm back. <laughs>
1: Well, this one came up to me out of the kind of blue, but um, I'm just going to throw it out there. A gentleman meets a young lady, and he tells her he's a lawyer. Uh-oh. And let me ask you this: if if, if a woman hears a man is a lawyer, wouldn't wouldn't you uh, say? from your experience i guess from your coaching and dating and the questionnaires you know that's a highly sought after profession for most profession. women would you mm-hmm. would you say on the top 10 list you know our mother well mothers in the past and fathers marry a doctor lawyer indian chief and the lawyer comes up you know yeah, it's a, it's,
4: so it's a prestigious profession
1: right so therefore it, it would be uh, w- wouldn't you think if I came after this guy or was in the dating pool and I was a plumber. I don't get looked at as with as much scrutiny as a person who says they're a lawyer, because that's a position of trust. See, you should trust me. I have no reason to lie. There's not going to be no lies. I'm a lawyer. So he works in the court. Uh, you know. So... No, you say, I right. disagree with that. So
4: now I'm going to play devil's advocate. <laughs> um, just Go because you're a lawyer Go- doesn't mean you operate from a place of honesty. The reason why being a lawyer is attractive, whether you're male or female, is because whomever is dating you is operating from a place of security, but not security on honesty, security from a financial standpoint. Because mm. usually if you're operating in that profession, you've been to school for several years and have dedicated your time and energy towards that right. craft, right? So that's also respectable in addition to the financial gain um, outside of the student loans that come with being a attorney. However mm-hmm. – whether whether you are an honest person or not, or whether your client did it or not, it is always your responsibility to save the life of your client from being penalized, persecuted, going to jail, uh, made to pay fines, whatever it is you're trying to avoid your client from, you need to do, and you're in the business of doing whatever it takes, spinning whatever PR, whatever story you need to legally in order to save your client from being persecuted. So, I would not go into that relationship assuming that just because this person works in the court before a judge that they're 100% honest. So I just have to to say that right there. At the end of the day, they're human. That's like assuming that pastors are honest. At the end of the day, they are human. (laughs) Never assume because of someone's profession that they are honest.
1: Okay. So you're dating. This is a dating This person is dating. Let's say they're not your client. What would you say to them? Because I think most women, would you agree with me that once they hear lawyer, you know, I, I it, it, presumably they're they they operating from a position of trust minus what you just said.
4: So <laughs> that's a lot of minuses. Yes. <laughs> um, I think. Okay. So ask me the question. What so, question are so you? So the asking?
1: question the question would be the woman sitting across the table. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt of saying, I can trust this man. So I think the force fields drop down some. And therefore, I guess my question is, following what you just said, what should a woman do to vet this man to make sure he's a lawyer? What what do you think, they should? Okay.
4: (laughs) I've actually coached someone through this before. Um, And let me start it off with saying, trust is earned, okay, and should not just be given. Right. What is okay. the person saying? What is the person doing? What what actions back up what they're saying? Right. What behavior are they showing that's in alignment with their truth? Okay. When you're dating someone who's a lawyer, because I've, I've had I've had a client who dated somebody who was not actually a lawyer before um, and was very upset to find out that the person wasn't. But what you have to do is when you start off with, you know, as soon as you can, you know, in the midst of your date, you start off with questions. How did you choose that profession? How did you choose that passion? What led you to that? You know, what are your hardest cases? You know, ask them to mm. you know share because we love talking mm. about all of our hard work and dedication. But, you right. know, ask them, you know, to be open about, you know, uh, if you weren't doing that, what would you be doing? You know, what what was your you know plan B if that wasn't the case? Like really get them to communicate with you, too, so you can see how their mind works. And that should be whether mm-hmm. they told you they were a plumber or a lawyer, you should be doing that. But then mm-hmm. I would commence to look them up. Absolutely. I don't care where you met the person. If you found them through me as a matchmaker, or if you found them through your best friend, or if you found them on Christiansmingle.com. Wherever you found that person, you should definitely be looking them up and seeing if they're a person of their word. Because, or, mm-hmm. you know, if they're somebody who like, you want to make sure the identity matches. Um, you don't want to be, you know, blindsided later on. And there's nothing wrong with inquiring and looking up after you have done your due diligence, you know, asking in person as well or asking via telephone. However your form of communication is, you know, then then learn and, you know, and back that up with your research. But you're not going to go buy a car because somebody tells you it's a great deal and you're just going to go pick it up. You're going to do your research. And so just like you would for a person, you know, on Carfax, you need to do a HoFax.
1: So what would uh, For our audience out there So that people can uh, Don't have to feel like they're Dick Tracy and you know They don't want to get uncovered that they're looking up This person (laughs) And you know, you know, doing the four one one on them, you know. I, I mean, know uh, I've been caught on LinkedIn before looking up people
4: for my clients.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so so when when that's discovered, like you know, I said something at dinner. Now I find out you're looking me up. You know, a lot of people. I think we get indignant about that, or not a lot, but some. Yeah. And 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 I mm-hmm. think that should be a red flag for personally for me, you know. But but how would you advise people to look? other people up so that, you know, the next meeting they have this information and now they they can dot the I's and cross the T's without, you know, the person being over scrutinized or, you know, figuring, figuring, you know, why the hell are you looking me up? I mean, that kind of thing.
4: Right. I mean, we should – so are you asking me how we can look each other up without each other knowing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure because I'm like – We should be comfortable in 2019 looking each other up because there's so many platforms out there that exist that give me a whole paper trail on who you are as a person. I can know what you want me to know about you based on your social media, based on, you know, your Facebook page. And so Mm -hmm. what you put out there may not necessarily be the truth, but it's what you would like me to know about you. And I can learn a lot about you from what you want us to perceive about you. And so – In addition to using you know social media platforms to see you know what is this person's communication or what are they putting out there i still i still am a firm believer of look them up on linkedin look them up google them and the person should feel 100 percent comfortable knowing that you chose safety over blind trust blind trust can't get you anywhere and in 2019 we don't really need to take those kind of risks and gambles i do think that you need to communicate with the person um, and let them know, you know, you don't have to be sneaky about it. You can have a conversation like, you know, I, I wanted to make sure you weren't a killer or, you know, I make a joke all the time about, you know, I wanted, I wanted to make sure you weren't going to kidnap me. So I looked you up to make sure who I was going to meet with is really who you say, like we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be afraid to be honest about being safe, but you shouldn't be looking up, them up just to make sure their profession is what they say. You should be looking up them up to make sure that they are who they say they are.
2: Mm. Hmm. Yeah. Because we
4: can put different images with names all the time. I'm just saying, like, go to website. You know, look up. You know, their website. If they told you they work for a certain firm, you know, feel freely to go to that.
1: Mm. So, you know, not to not to get real nosy, but I I'm going to, <laughs> if you'll let me. Um, ahead, you said you had those. a you you had a client that had this situation. Um, what did, what, uh, I guess, was it the woman who found out the man was a lawyer or was it a man with the woman as a lawyer? Y- you don't have to name names, but I'm just trying to put this together. No. And how did the person I had, I've feel I've
4: multiple situations like this?
1: <laughs> really?
2: Really?
4: Yeah. I've had multiple situations. Um, some have been women. Um, that found out he wasn't a lawyer. And then I had a client who was a male lawyer. He was actually the lawyer who was um, – or he – I'm sorry. He was actually not a lawyer, but he was telling people that he was a lawyer and he was only in law school. And so mm. it's still false representation. So I've seen both sides mm-hmm. of the spectrum. I've seen women who have been lied to, and I've seen men who have, been, who have done the lying. Um, mm. And it's hurtful. It's hurtful because anytime you start off with lying about something – It means that you are experiencing shame. You're experiencing Mm. shame and you don't trust me with the truth. And you don't give me an opportunity to decide based on your truth. I'm making a decision blindly based on your dishonesty. And so whether you're a lawyer or, you know, a plumber or a school teacher, allow me to decide. Give me the, the truth so that I can decide based on, you know, your life choices or on this relationship you know, if we're if it's something that I want to pursue or not, don't take my my decision away from me. And that happens, right. you know, with infidelity, it happens with a lot of things. But if you'll lie about your profession or if you start off the relationship with lie, you know, you'll essentially lie about pretty much anything. Once you're a liar, now you have to start working on the healing and the forgiveness when you mm. could just come clean early on and now there's less to forgive. So it's very hard to be honest, but it's how we all should be operating. You know, we should be all operating from a place of truthfulness. <laughs> why? Why was this? I was this particular person lied to. Like lied to. Why was she, was she lied to, or this? Who's who was this? Another listener, letter.
1: Yeah, the woman was lied to by a man, and three years later, she found out he was wasn't a lawyer. Okay. Oh, actually, she, oh, she married. I wonder, she, I wonder if I know that. She, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 hey, you have clients on the uh all Wait, over he, the country or
4: married them i do yeah, I have, she um, married all him. over the u.s you, she married him okay not my client but
1: yeah um yeah she married yeah him.
4: It's, it's hurtful so he lied did she stay with him even after she found out the lie uh it,
1: it, it started to unravel after that and, and i guess you know it's it's headed downhill to the point that it's probably going to end up in divorce but yeah that, that things started to unravel uh, after, after that but um, you know what we're going to come back with one more segment and as I promised I'm going to let you go and you, you know uh, you've been on point uh, to this point we're going to play a little <laughs> bit of music, and we're going to come right back, and we're going to talk about something else in regards to relationships and kind of a legal aspect that I want to uh, cover with you. I know you're not a lawyer, but you know, just from a relationship standpoint and you know, like the, many, the, okay. the, the resources that you have from you know, um, you know, your experience, we'll come back, and we're going to talk to uh, Mari Moore on this uh, segment of Is Your Relationship or Marriage Built Off Lies? Not love. We're going to come back right after I play some Mob and Gay and give you a little sexual healing as we're getting frustrated here.
2: Joe, catch me live on the Love Zone USA with my man Mike T, Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern and expecting to hear from you with Mike T on the Love Zone USA.com.
1: segment here on the love zone USA we're going to do that and so stick around don't go anywhere We'll be back right after this. Want to hear your music on an amazing HD quality stereo portable sound system at your next beach, pool party, barbecue picnic? While entertaining friends and family, well, all you need is the masterpiece portable Bluetooth amplifier, which plays music on a rechargeable battery for up to 15 hours. and comes with remote control, At the local radio function port, plugging in your TV, CD, or any other stereo device to hear music, movies, and amazing stereo sound. And USB port and of course or streaming music via Bluetooth from your laptop, tablet, or smartphone. FM radio replaced AM radio because of stereo. HD TV replaced 2 TV due to superior high definition sound and picture quality. But by purchasing the Masterpiece Bluetooth portable amplifier it will replace your Bluetooth speaker which is mono and only one speaker with the ability to connect to any two regular speakers streaming music or movies in amazing HD stereo sound with this small portable device. Get yours today. Be sure to Use the coupon code by the announcer when ordering at the end of this commercial. Remember, listening to musical movies, stereo is much better than mono, and two speakers are always better than one. That's right. Don't forget, a Bluetooth speaker, meaning one, is in mono. If you get this masterpiece Bluetooth stereo amplifier, you're going to be able to hear your music in stereo. Two speakers always better than one. Be sure to email sales at dot com, and in the subject line for your coupon code, just put in TLZ USA. That's TLZ USA. We're going to come back with my guest, uh, spicy Mari here on the love zone USA. And I've got uh, one more segment to do with her before I let her, let her go. Uh, Mari, in, in the in the situation in vetting A person to find out What kind of tendencies that they do Have I'm sure you've seen relationships Where it was all lovey-dovey in the, in the beginning but In the end it got Real nasty how can You tell if a person Has those real Nasty traits and I'll give you an Example of one you know you're in love With a person you know in The beginning and Years later now they're um I guess uh, putting you in jeopardy by saying to the court or saying to policemen yeah, 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 uh, terror uh, she, uh, she threatened me with terroristic threats. I mean, you know for me that's a that's that's a wide gap. in other words, if I tell you I love you today I can't I don't I don't know how I turn into the person who's going to eventually try to ruin your life. Which that's a federal crime if you did it, but I'm just saying, you know, uh-huh. to, to, to go to that extent. So what can you tell our audience about vetting people to find out if there are any tendencies that they can see prior to getting up and ending in that space?
4: Oh, great question. So when you're in going through the dating process, don't measure your relationship on the good, the fun, the amazing times that you guys have. Measure them on the hard ones, the conflict resolution. How does this person handle negativity? How does this person handle when I do something upsetting? How does this person handle when they don't win, when they have a loss? How does this person handle arguments with family and friends? Are they somebody who, you know, handles things, you know, very maturely or immaturely? Look at how they handle bad times. And if you guys haven't been through any hardships yet, I would strongly reconsider, you know, deciding to jump into a marriage or into, you know, a, a, the next level of the relationship, unless you guys have shown some type of wherewithal to, you know, defeat something together, that you've conquered something together. You know, you really want to, even if they haven't shown you that yet, ask them, you know, what was the last crazy thing that happened to you and how did you handle it? You know, right. because if, right. if they've lived this little perfect life, which none of us have, that's a lie. Right. What right. hardship did you go through and how did you handle it? Handle
1: it. And then Absolutely. you can
4: get insight into how this person will handle hardship with you. And don't think that just because somebody mistreats other people, they won't do that to you because they love you. We oftentimes think that there's this, like, bubble that we live in and that while this person may be mean to everybody else, they're not going to treat us that way or they mistreated that person or they did this hard thing to their ex. They're not going to do that to me. We're not the exception to the rule. Look at what the person is capable of. Do not look at the moment in time that you're with them. Look at their past history and how they handle things while you guys are together. Do not look at just, oh, we feel bubble gum and raindrops. That's temporary. Feelings are temporary.
1: So like job interviews, when somebody, and I've always been asked this question, you know, what are your weaknesses? And naturally, mm-hmm. in, in a job interview, you, you don't want to really, you know, degrade yourself because
2: <laughs> right. you're not
1: going to get that job. So you give these pat or, or what I call patsy answers. So what do you say mm. in relationship dating when the person is actually being the representative, like in the job interview, when you ask them a hardball question, what do you look for to see if they're telling the truth or, or, you know, uh, like a lie detector test, you know, they're breathing or their hands get <laughs> sweaty because my coach used to tell me what somebody will do in practice is nine times out of 10 what they'll do in a game. And I always, you know, I used to, you know, like I had this incident one time where I had to take care of my mother. And I would ask women the question, you know, that, um, well, she had Alzheimer's, at, at, you know, and, and this was years later. And then I figured, you know, this is great to find out how a woman really would, would fit. So I asked a hypothetical question. If you were dating a man mm-hmm. and, his, and his mother didn't like you and you knew that from day one. But then she uh, came up with Alzheimer's, and you guys and all the family members were the only ones who had space, and she needed to come. Li- and he wanted his mother to come live with you. What would you do? So Ooh. you know, women having to answer that question, you can tell a lot from what they say, even if they're going to yeah. try to be that one of those hardball questions, like what are your weaknesses. So I always say mm-hmm. you should have a list of questions to put a person on a spot in hard, what I call hardball questions. Stop throwing these softball yeah. questions at people. Throw hardball because they will sweat. Their arms will – their palms will get sweaty. You know, their breathing will get and, – and or they'll take a long time to answer. Oh, no, I need, I need answers on the spot. Come on, think on your feet, that kind of thing. So what would you say in regards to that to, to try to smoke out the representative, Mari?
4: Yeah <laughs> I think, your, I think your question is great. One thing is that, you know, people try not to get too personal when they first start dating. And I'm like, no, I'm the opposite. Like, I keep it spicy. Let's break <laughs> down all these walls up front, right? So I give my clients like these things called spice breakers, which are crazy questions you ask a person to get to know them so that you can pay attention to how they answer, like you said. And body language is extremely important. You'll be able to tell, like you said, you know, palm sweating, eye contact. But observe the difference between when they tell you, and I'm going to say the question right now you know the answer to the positive and to the negative so one of the questions you Mm. may ask is what's the best compliment that you've ever received in life right what's the best gift that you've ever received in life look at how they Mm -hmm. answer those questions and then ask them what's the worst thing that's ever been said to them what's the most painful thing that's ever been done to them and then Mm. look at how they behave and answer those questions and then compare the two on, you know, was this, you know, something that they were uncomfortable about, you know, did they start to stutter? Did they start to look away, you know, when they're sharing? Because oftentimes we do that when we share something that we're ashamed of or, you know, our fears Mm -hmm. or anytime Mm -hmm. we have to show vulnerability, look at Mm. how they share vulnerability. And so you can start to look at, you know, the, the isms and the nuances of this person, because really that's what we're doing. We're studying the partner or the person who's in consideration, and as you said, a job interview is really what it feels like, and it shouldn't. I want us to enjoy dating more, Um, and, you know, it should should be fun, like, and these questions should be fun. Getting to know someone should be fun.
1: Right, right. So
4: look at it more as like, you know, spicy little icebreakers that we're asking, and to your point, I do think that it's important that we find out the person's weaknesses, so oftentimes I call it, you know, do a SWOT analysis on the person and ask them to Mm. do one with you. Before you Mm. decide to, you know, get into a serious relationship with them, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are opportunities that you and I have in this relationship? And what are some of the threats to our relationship? And you guys Mm. can do that exercise together so that you're being honest and transparent as well, you know, for them. And so that way they feel a little bit more safer for you, you know, with you when you're vulnerable and you share some of yours. But always share yours and then ask them for theirs back in return. Because oftentimes it's hard if we're just asking the questions and we're not giving anything in order to receive those.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You got a little give a little, give a little, to get a
1: little. <laughs> well, what you call SWAT, I call the bones party. And uh, just to give you a little quick brief analysis, I always say, and I said this with a friend of mine who's a doctor on the show. And we're doing a book together and I, I and this is just I mean, you know look, I don't have you guys credentials. I'm just a guy who, you know, dates and falls in love, in and out of love and has had heartbreaking and I'm I'm trying to figure out the road, you know. So I came up with this thing called the bones party where I always say if two people can put brutally, be brutally honest. Have this party on a Friday night where you can have a little beverage. You're gonna need a little cocktail because, like I say, most people uh-huh. come to the bones party. They gotta let out all their skeletons on the on the coffee table. You know, whether you take meds, whether you have STDs, let me see your credit thing. I'm talking about let's go for hardball. You said keep it spicy. Oh, yeah. we are gonna do more than that because, like, some people come to the bones right. party with a little. Pocket book, a little purse some people have a briefcase some people have a have a luggage and other people got a 18-wheeler parked outside Now a uh, full of bones and I'm saying versus these bones dropping every six months three months six months nine months two right. years later Let's do this tonight. Now on Monday morning We're gonna give an answer. I can either handle your bones, or I can't she can either handle my bones Or she can't. Mm -hmm. Somebody can handle my bones. Now, maybe you 18-wheeler people need to find 18-wheeler people. That means your pool is a little smaller than the average person. But the bones party is to be brutally honest on everything is on, on the table and that you can't drop out another bone after that party. Otherwise, all bets are off. Yeah. Meaning that guy with his bone talking about I got a condition. You got to let that out. You got to let that out. And she either accepts you or she doesn't. Right. It's just that simple. I like this. And uh, that's going to be one of the chapters in my (laughs) one of the chapters in my book. I mean, it's a little more detailed. We got a contract, the whole nine. But I'm just saying. You know, this is your chance to be brutally honest and let me go after you. You go after me. It should be at uh, one or another person's, you know, apartment, a house where you guys are alone. I don't think it should be at a bar because, you know, sometimes you hear Bones. You're like, what the hell? (laughs) You know, it could be some embarrassment going on. This
4: is played played with, like, a couple or a group of friends because I feel like friends should have this as well. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> i I say it should be for two people who are considering a serious relationship now, if somebody just wants to be you know friends with benefits or or booty call, you don't need the bones party. It's not that serious yeah
2: you don't but if that. i'm gonna
1: say if I'm gonna say till death do us part, oh no, I'm not standing before god and and I can't the biggest thing for me is trust right. i I can't do that. I, I can't walk down that aisle if I can't trust you. I can't put money in a bank, joint bank account if I can't trust you. And I'm willing to do all of that with the person I can trust. All of that. No, I but, like this. It yeah. almost
4: sounds like the, like the, a game you can play, like Never Have I Ever. <laughs> and so that way you can really, get, you know, because sometimes people feel more comfortable with game nights. So I like this bones, you know, structure this bones idea that you're saying. You can even turn it into a drinking game playing Never Have oh, yeah. I Ever, and, like, the truth yeah. will
1: come out. And, and and you know what they say about alcohol. <laughs> what is it? Oh, the, yeah, the truth, the truth, the truth serum. The truth, the truth serum, yeah, yeah. That's why I say you need to have your favorite beverage. But anyway, Mari, why don't you <laughs> tell our audience how they can contact you? I'm sorry I kept you a little over, but we, you know, I knew the subject was going to be a little, uh, yeah anyway. <laughs> how, how our audience can no, contact easy, you. And 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 some so, of your social media, your website, and and tell them exactly oh, how yes, they can uh, get in contact with you. Uh,
4: I do thirty um, minute consultations all the time. They're absolutely free. You guys can go to thespicylife.com dot com and inquire about my services. Schedule a free consultation with me to see if you're a client that could potentially be picked up or coached. And then uh, you can also follow me on social at The Spicy Life. You can always play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at SpicyMari, S-P-I-C-Y-M-A-R-I, and um, get spicy tips on there as well. And then I also have a relationship uh, talk show called The Spicy Life. And so if you guys need additional spicy tips, um, I have guests come on. I need to have you come on, um, and uh, you can listen to the podcast as well on iTunes or Apple Podcast is what it's called, yeah, SoundCloud-Radio.
1: Oh, super! Mm-hmm. Have me anytime. Yeah. I I'm available. I need, ha- I need to have you <laughs> come
4: on. I love I love your I love your take on some of these uh, listener letters that you get.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Mari. Thank you so much. I know it was a little bit last minute, but I I wanted to get you because I figured you could handle this tonight, and uh, uh, indeed you did. I think you gave some great insight to our audience, and that's what I try to do here is – know, give some information that will help people avoid what I call potholes in the love relationship scenario. So thank you so much. Love to have you back again. And and, uh, for a topic that fits, we'll we'll definitely be in touch.
4: Yes, let me know for sure.
1: Okay, then.
4: Thank you. Have a great
1: evening. All right. right. Okay. Okay, bye and that is our relationship expert for tonight my name is mike t we got more music coming at you and uh you know what i'm gonna play a love song for you we got more music and then we're gonna come back and talk about some of the other upcoming things that we have exciting here coming on the love zone right now i want to play a buddy of mine his name is lj reynolds he's the lead singer of the group called dramatics and this song is entitled you and me together forever on the love zone you <music>
2: Real. I know it's real by the way that I feel, cause when you fall in love, there's a feeling you get way down deep in your heart. I'd like to thank the Lord of above for sending me somebody else. together forever let no one divide us let our love First saw you, I I said to myself, I've got to know. Let nothing separate us They all come between us You and me together Together forever Let no war divide us Let's stay together
1: Beautiful song by my good buddy, Mr. L.J. Reynolds, who's been on our show several times. Got to bring him back again because I know he's got something else coming out and we talked about it, and I want to be one of the first to play it. Well, the clock on the wall, says so that's just about all for yours, truly on this uh, Thursday evening. As I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. Hope you've enjoyed mine. If those of you did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two because it surely is more fun than one. And until next Thursday night, this is Mike T. signing off. Put a little love in your life. Maybe that'll take away some of this joy and pain that we we experience from time to time. Love can heal all. And don't forget to check out my man, Tony Diamond, every Friday. It's the countdown. The Girlfriend Network, I understand, will be coming back. Um, they should be around. I, I'm not exactly sure when, but that's Monday nights, 930, where women stay connected. Be sure to check them out. On Wednesday nights, you got Soul Paradise, the best of oldies but goodies right here with my man, Rolls Royce. And last but not least, we got the the plus-size life. Oh, on Tuesday nights, where being plus-size is never a negative. Check it out with hosts Jackie and Zuhala. And last but not least, that's uh, the Hip-Hop Christian Connection on Sundays with your host, Tasha Little Queen. Be sure to check it out. It's Christian Music with a uh, Hip hop flavor. I'm going to leave you with that uh, summer song here with Frankie, Beverly, and Mays. Till next week, this is Mike T. signing off. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of joy and pain on the LoveZoneUSA.com.
2: Sometimes you see The ones that you care